Hey everybody, thank you for joining Love Talks today. On this podcast, I would really like to talk about what it looks like to just surrender control and how it's not just a one-time thing, but it truly is a journey and, you know, sometimes as we've walked with the Lord, maybe for a long time, maybe you're just new, maybe you just met Jesus, maybe you fell upon this podcast because you just met Jesus and you you don't even know why you're listening. But if you've been walking with the Lord for a really long time, sometimes it's really valuable to go back and look at where you've came, like where you've came from, what you've walked out of, where what areas in your life you actually trust God where you wouldn't have been able to trust him before Um, and then really looking at where you are today because sometimes we can just focus on where we are today and not see how far he's actually brought us and I really think that sometimes not looking back on all of the things that God has done in us can actually create a place where you lose hope because sometimes in the moment in the present moment um, things might not be going the way that you thought they would or maybe it just doesn't seem like there's any momentum in your life maybe you've laid down a lot of things maybe you've been super obedient and you're really just waiting for God to show you the why in all of it or the what's next And you can start coming up against that wall of discouragement or disappointment. And God sometimes wants us to look back and see how far we've actually come to instill in us a refreshing of hope and to instill in us an even greater desire to see the victories that are to come. And I just, I say all of that because I really, I don't know, I want to maybe do, um, I just really want this to be part one of letting go of the wheel and hitting this concept of surrender and letting go of control from many different angles. So with that, I'd really just like to start when I first got saved. You know, I personally, wow, you know, I look back on my life when Jesus, when I say I got saved, you know, I always knew the Lord, but I'm saying when I radically, God radically touched me, he, it's like, he opened my eyes, he delivered me. Um, what does that mean? It means he freed me to be able to see him. He, he brought me into this place of knowing who he was. But when he did that, there were a lot of lies that came in. There was these horrible fears that came over me. I remember having this conversation with a friend of mine and I was just like, you know, and I'd already given my life to Jesus. I actually had gotten delivered of some really crazy things, but I had this conversation with him because this fear came over me. And the fear was, I, I remember crying and saying, you know, if I fully surrender everything to Jesus, my family's going to die. You know, my family's going to die and the enemy's going to kill them. And God's going to take my family away from me. He's going to take my family away from me. And I, I remember just this this lie which just ran so deeply and that was almost six years ago and I look back at just that little moment in time 
And I think of, you know, that was the ultimate moment. That moment was the clashing of two worlds, the clashing of, you know, the world of self-control and wanting to be in control of my own life and, you know, which is totally not God and demonic. And then the clash of the kingdom where you completely surrender it all. And I really just know that it was that conversation in that moment um, where I did surrender yet. I didn't, you know, that was the moment where the reality of surrender was so, um, it was genuinely scary to me because I was 35 ish or no 34. I don't know. I was in my thirties, late thirties. And from that point I had already controlled my life. You know, I never really asked what God's will was for my life. You know, I would pray when the hard times came and I really feel like when I was really being pressed or there were really hard situations, like God would speak to me. I see it now, like God would speak to me, but I never in all of my 30 some years had asked God, what is your will for my life? And, you know, I want to surrender my life to you, not just give my life to Jesus, but I want to just completely give you the wheel and you can drive this car of my life. And that concept pretty much just was the scariest thing ever. And just the fact that I look back now and and the enemy tried to instill these fears of, you know, my family was going to die. Well, yeah, in a way, I mean, my family is going to give their lives to Christ. So they weren't going to be their own anymore. Um, That's not the way that I saw it, (laughs) but that's the way that it turned out. And you know, the, the whole, there was such a fear of like, God's going to take away my family. And I remember my friend going, gosh, you know, that's so silly. Like God is such a good dad. Like that is the opposite of what he would do. But the reality was, was my spirit knew that I had a call on my life to travel and to, to be away from my family for periods of time. I had never done that. I had, I could not even leave my house. And so what the enemy was doing was trying to use this lie that my family is going to be taken away when in reality, now that I'm healed, I I love, I'm a homebody, I love to be home, but I do get these graces upon my lives, these times and seasons upon my lives where it's time to go out and I enjoy going. And so I look at just that moment, that little blip in my life and I go, wow, God, like that was just one of the moments that you were breaking me down to let go of control. You know, I just, another thing that, you know, he's just reminding me of when I first got saved, you know, I'm talking about the very beginning. So I just want to start at the beginning. Sometimes we've got to go back to the beginning to see how far we've come. And I just really remember, you know, this fear, like my dad had gotten killed in a car accident. And so I had this fear that like, if I surrendered my family to God, like I, like just even by saying, cause there's so much power in saying, God, I give you it at all because you say it once. He's never going to go. You can't take it back. There's no take backs with God. He is going to run with that thing. And he is going to plug his ears to everything else that you say. But I remember that the father would sit with me. It was for about a year and he talked to me every single day in my devotional time, in my time with God alone, I would just sit with him and he would speak to my heart and he would say, the only way that your child and your family are truly safe is when you put them in my hands. And my heart knew that he was right, but my mind couldn't fathom letting go. Like how, I don't even know how to let go. How do you let go of something that you've held onto for so long? How do you 
completely release everything that you thought holding on to was keeping it safe you know like your whether it's your family your job your own life your your the way people see you you know whatever those things of importance may be whatever those things that you keep trying to hold on to um it seems like the right thing to do right the bible says what the way of the man seems right but it really leads to death i'm paraphrasing but you know what seems right to man really is just the way of death and what seemed right to me was to just hold my family in my heart and to not want to let them go and god was saying hey unless you trust me with that they truly are not safe and it's just been this process you know i would love to say oh i just sat and i, I did this prayer and i said god you're in control no my life has literally been a life of letting go and i know i've done a podcast on letting go but this podcast is really just talking about let you know god giving god the wheel the full access to control of not just your life but control of your emotions control of the outcomes of all the things that are going to come to pass whether you like them or not the outcome of your destiny you may have plans for your life and they you may have went to college for 20 years you and got your doctorate and God might show up and say, hey, that's so good and I'm going to use that. But that's not the call of your life. You may have not went to school at all and have no education. You may be completely terrified of public speaking or you may hate being around a large group of people and God's saying, hey, I know that you like working this job because you can hide in a cubicle. What I'm calling you to do is I'm calling you to speak in front of thousands of people. I'm calling you to speak in front of hundreds of people. But first, we'll just start with one. <laughs> we'll start with one. We'll start with the concept that I'm calling you. And there's so, you know, as humans, we like to compartmentalize everything. You know, okay, this goes in this. You know, you can have this part of my life, God. You can have the part where I give my heart to you. You can have my heart, but don't touch my family don't touch don't touch my job don't touch um, my finances don't please don't touch my friendships you know I really like those a lot um, there's these these parts of our lives where it's not spoken you may not even know it until God puts his finger on it and he says hey this right here I want you to give to me now I want to tell you the beauty in the Lord is his patience. I have found that there's no one on this earth that has as much patience as the Father. And that he has so much love for you. And he's never going to just force you into something. He will nudge you and he will sometimes firmly scoot you. But he will do it in such a way that you feel protected and you feel supported. And I just feel the love of the Father even right now. Because our humanistic ways are wanting to just rip off a band-aid and wanting to get the hard stuff done and wanting to go deep and just let's just, go, you know, gut me like a fish. I want to take care of these issues. I want 
to be who you've called me to be. And God is in the details. God is so concerned about every aspect, every specific detail of your life, that he's just not in a hurry. Because he knows how much time you have on this earth. He knows every single breath. He could tell you the numbers of breath you're going to breathe in this life. He knows every hair on your head. He created you. He designed you in perfection, in his image. And I even just hear the Father saying that he wants us to slow down. Like sometimes we want to just be radical and just be all in and just let's go hard, God. And we want the fire, you know, and we want to see this revival and all these things in our lives. If you if you just became a Christian, you don't know what revival is. That just means when something dead comes to life and, and you want to experience the tangible presence of God. But oftentimes, he wants to be found in the peace and the silence and in the rest. Because it's in those places where you're giving up control. Control is such a sneaky thing because it can lie in so many different areas. You know, it's just not one thing. And so I even think through my life how God had me give up my job and my business because I was Lord over my own life. I was able to facilitate my life without needing to lean on God because I had the finances and the resources and all the things, you know, to keep going when in actuality, what I was was a workaholic and it was breaking me. And God knew that the most beneficial thing of my life would be for me to lay down my job and for me to lay down my finances and for him to actually work on those things because they mattered to him. Like you matter to God. The things that you're doing that might be self-destructive, like God so cares about those things. He cares about the details of them. He's he's not caring about them because he's like, wow, that just makes you such a shameful person. I just, I can't look at you. No, God is saying he loves you and he cares about you and he wants to help you walk through these things, but he wants you to let go of control. And oftentimes the things that we hold on to so tightly are the things that really are keeping us in bondage and you know i can't tell you how many times i've gotten on my knees and i've said daily like i surrender to you god you know or how many altar calls i ran up to because my heart was just burning with wanting to surrender to him but what i'm realizing is my life is a car that's continuously driving and I can either sit in the passenger seat or I can climb over the console of my car and I can sit in the driver's seat and I get to choose you know God isn't going to force me and keep me in the passenger seat Um, but what I've learned is you know when you're driving in an actual car when you're in a car and you're the driver you can only focus straight ahead You have to focus on what's in front of you. You have to focus on the destination. 
you're the one that's in control of the vehicle you're the one that's going to have to react to you know other cars trying to come into your lane or which way you're going to turn left or right and god really you know he wants us to understand that we have the option of sitting in the passenger seat we have this opportunity to allow him to be the driver of our life and he is going to allow us to sit in the passenger seat what do you get to do when you're in the passenger seat well for me i get to just hit that seat you know and recline it back or i get to look out the window and enjoy and take in the beauty that's surrounding me or you know get to see my surroundings and really it gives me time to reflect it gives me time to rest it gives me time to recharge while god just takes the wheel for me you know in my life and he's going to tell me whether we're going left or going right in fact i don't really have to even worry about the destination he is the navigator he is the one that if a car is coming too close or if there's an accident up ahead he knows how to reroute he knows how to go in a different direction he knows how to keep the car stable and i just really feel like god is wanting us to number one in this podcast to just go back and think of the places he's already put his finger on in the past places where he has spoken to you and in the moment it just seemed terrifying but you surrendered it doesn't matter if it's a huge thing like giving your job up or if it's just a matter of saying i'm going to trust you with tomorrow and really looking back on that and seeing how god was faithful in that moment that he brought you understanding that he brought you revelation of just that moment and how he brought you through. And I just really feel like God is wanting us to understand as a people that control is the one area in our lives that will be a constant for us to have to stand up against. It will never be something that you just have complete victory over and you never go back to. It will always be a fox trying to hide in the bushes and you really do have to be sober and alert the Bible says be sober and alert that the devil roams around prowling like a lion looking for someone to devour and I really do feel like control is one of those things that tries to sneak in and it's gonna try to sneak in when you're not always feeling sure-footed when maybe the ground underneath you is feeling unsteady or you can't fully see what's ahead of you and i just want to leave you with that today that that god really wants you to look back on where he was at in the details so that you can take those moments even no matter how little they are they are huge victories and apply those to your season now knowing that he wants to fill up your hope tank he wants to fill up your love tank he wants to bring understanding to you then maybe you don't have clarity in this season but going back and looking at the little areas where you've given him control and how he did not let you down how he did not let you fall 
and just rejoicing in that and sitting in that and allowing that to bring you peace for whatever season you may be in. And like I said, this is just part one of letting go of the wheel. But with that, I would love to just pray for you today. Father, I thank you for your children that are listening. I thank you, God, that maybe some children, maybe some that are listening just, they may have not even accepted you in Jesus. They may not have even asked you into their heart, but they're curious. Lord, they don't want to be in fear or shame or condemnation. God, they don't want to be tired anymore, God. They don't want to be afraid, Lord, but they want to understand what that longing is, God, that hole in their heart that they keep trying to fill is, Lord. And I pray, God, that you would show them, you would show them the truth that there's no such thing as salt, you know, there's no such thing as controlling your own destiny, that you are the God that created us. You are the God that formed us, that you are the God that shaped us, that Jesus is the one that came and died so we could have access to you, Father, that Jesus is the only way for access to you, Father, and it's by that access, by the blood of Jesus, by the cross, that we can come to you and that we can hear your voice, that you will speak to us because you speak to your children, and you will show us the areas, God where we are holding on. You will show us the areas where we are afraid and you will speak to us and you will give us courage to let go. You will give us courage to be brave enough to give you the control. And we will get out of the driver's seat and we will sit in the passenger seat and we'll be able to rest. In Jesus' name, amen. Shine brightly, beloved, and enjoy your week.